Welcome to episode 29 of Behaviorally Speaking, a podcast featuring board-certified behavior analysts, Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. On this episode, they'll be setting realistic expectations for the holidays and how to make the most of this exciting and often hectic time. And now, here are your hosts, Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. Hello and welcome to our 29th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. I'm one of your hosts, Angela Nelson, a board-certified behavior analyst and mother of two. And I'm Kristen Bondi, also a board-certified behavior analyst and mother of three. Hey, Angie, how are you? I'm good. I was just looking at this topic, holidays, and thinking just just last night, I was uh, kind of getting my older child ready for bed. And she's like, Mom, have you thought about Christmas yet? And I, <laughs> I was like, What? Christmas? Wait, what? What month are we in? And yeah. I haven't even thought hasn't even crossed my mind. So I'm way behind. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about that too. When when I was thinking about our podcast today, I was like, I am not at all prepared. Like, I don't know why it totally snuck up on me this year, but um, same for us yesterday. Actually, was it? Yeah, it was yesterday morning. My older one goes to school a little bit earlier. So I was getting the younger two ready. And my daughter, who's four, goes, Mommy, we have to wear orange today. And I was like, you have to what? Where? Where do you even see this? And she was insistent on wearing orange. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like my my kids don't have a whole lot of orange. I don't, I don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah. not really just in, in there. Same. So I ended up finding like a peach shirt and like black pants. And then she loves tutu. So she had like an orange and black tutu, I think probably from last year at Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I dressed her in that. And then she was insistent that Theo, which is my youngest, a year and a half, is wears orange also. So I had to dress everyone in orange. And then when I picked them up, I don't I don't think anyone was wearing orange. You know <laughs> so what? I just think it's so funny. Like, where did that even come from? I don't – you know what? My kids had to wear orange this week too. Oh, okay. All right. It's got – it must be a thing. Yeah, we need to look it up. We need, we need to, to investigate this. I'm going to have to figure it out now. Because I was thinking like, oh, maybe it's for Halloween. They're wearing orange. But they're doing like some trick-or-treat stuff tonight. So I did look up um, – wearing oranges for unity day. And it's so cool that it's across the country. You and I are literally opposite sides of the country and our kids were wearing orange on the same day. So yeah, it's to show unity for kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. I love Um, that. And send a a visible message against bullying and so on. Yeah. So So just wanted to highlight that. Yeah. I'm glad I participated in that and I took her word for it instead of like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Totally. Also, I mean, it's a kind of amazing that she told me (laughs) that they had to wear orange. The school must have props for that. Well, props to the school. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's let's dive into this topic today. So this is our holiday topic. We Mm -hmm. put out content every year around the holidays. It can be a tricky time. We really wanted to kind of talk a little bit about setting realistic expectations. So we know. During the holidays, things can be more stressful. The kids are out of school for different break periods. The stores are packed, family gatherings, you name it. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to kind of talk about how we can be proactive. How can we, you know, make the most of this time of year and really make sure that we get get our heads in the game, you know, with realistic expectations. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, yeah, that's our, our thing today. And we came up with some some tips, some tips yeah. that we want to share. So I don't know, Kristen, you want to break it down? Kind of yes. get into the first one? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I think the biggest theme here is like to set those realistic expectations. And I think you can use history to to think about what your expectations might be, you know, mm-hmm. or or your your stress level. So the first one is thinking about your stress level. And we know that you might be a little more stressed for the holidays. And so thinking about ways to proactively address that. So mm-hmm. there's lots of things you can do, but I, but really what I wanted to say there is like the first thing is to think about it and call it out. Like it's going to be more stressful and <laughs> just mm-hmm. say it in your mind over and over. It's going to be more stressful, but how can I make sure that I make the most of the holidays? So I think one thing you can do definitely is just preparation. We talk a lot of, on our podcast about being proactive and it applies here too. So recognizing um, that your expectations might be need to be recalibrated. That's one big one. So what are my expectations for the holiday season? Are they realistic? And if they're not, then ahead of time, maybe we calibrate that a little bit. Recalibrate Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) I think I made up a word. We calibrate. That could be a new one. No, I I love that word. That's my favorite word. You know, I try to use it in like one podcast, uh, every (laughs) every podcast, at least once. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then the next one I think is part of this to help reduce the stress a little bit is to divide and conquer when you can. So this doesn't always apply to the holidays. This applies to all the time, I'm sure. But Mm -hmm. really where you can figure out where to divide and conquer, especially when you have your kids home. So we, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about this between Angie and I, but finding ways where um, you can say, okay, you're going to watch the kids during this, this part of the week and I'm going to watch them during this part of the week because you have your children home and maybe you need to do some holiday gift wrapping or you need to do some shopping. So mm-hmm. we recently, Angie and I just hosted something right before this and someone on there actually said something about like a child swap, which I thought was the coolest thing. So yeah. having your your, your child that has a friend and there's class and maybe you say, okay, I'm going to drop off Susie for a little bit with, with your child and you, and then you can return the favor and then, mm-hmm. you know, do a bit of a child swap. I thought that was really cool. I love that. I think that's mm-hmm. especially important too, if you're a single parent and you don't have mm-hmm. a partner to kind of trade a tap out, you know, trade out and, and things like yeah. that, that can be really creative. Yep, exactly. Um, other ways to really reduce some of the stress is to, Think about what you would consider to be a successful holiday. So where, what are the one or two things that I know that if I do those, then this was a success. And maybe we push those other things aside or we put them into that bucket that's like, cool if it happens, but if it doesn't, it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. so like where are my, if these two things go well, then boom, we did it. You know, we had a successful holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then one more, I think that's really important and again, kind of an overall theme in most of life, but really when we get into the stressful holiday th- season, thinking about what you can control and what you cannot control and focusing your energy on what you can control. So, you know, some examples, well, you can't control the line, maybe at that big lighting show um, that you want to go to. You, you can't control mm-hmm. that there's a crazy line or there's a million people there and, and your kids, one of your kids throws a huge tantrum and it's not what you thought it was going to be. You really can't control that. But you might be able to control um, what food you're serving at your holiday party, but you can't control if maybe your guests are late. So mm-hmm. just some, some ideas there of like, okay, focus on the things that you can control and then there are going to be some other things that you just have to let go. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great model to 
share with your kids and teach your kids too. And kind of a good mantra, right? And and Mm -hmm. so important during this time of year when stress is heightened anyways, is that, yep, there are going to be things we can't control. And so we're going to focus on what we can. And we kind of have to let some of that stuff roll off our back. So it helps to kind of reframe reframe the holidays a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We went to uh this was, I don't know if this was last year or the year before, but we were, it was when we were living up in Maryland and there's this really cool like ice thing. I'm going to call it a thing because that's exactly what it was. It was like <laughs> this building and you go in and there's like all sorts of ice sculptures and just all of this really just interesting stuff. But mm-hmm. our, at the time we only had two kids and they were much younger. So I think Parker was like three and our daughter was then one. And my husband and I had all these really big expectations for their their success and, and joy, and it ended up just being an absolute disaster. <laughs> like the line was so long, no one even liked it. It was freezing. I mean, we're going mm-hmm. into an ice room, but it was just colder than we imagined. Um, my son ended up like getting the flu the next day. Like oh, it no. was just it was it was just not. <laughs> it was awful. So I think it's like that that helped me moving forward into the next couple holiday seasons, thinking like okay. I'm going to make sure to recalibrate my mm-hmm. expectations. Um, and, and it's okay if those, those things happen. So. Yeah. Those, yeah. I think sometimes we have such high hopes for certain things and we get mm-hmm. nostalgic and there are those really cool things that might be great on the docket for a couple years from now, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we don't have to write it off as, well, we're never doing that again, but maybe right. we'll come back to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So back to our our holiday topic. The next tip really is capitalizing on skill building around the holiday time, before and during. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of opportunities that we can provide our kids for building skills. Um, I'll kind of just go through a couple examples. So for gross motor skills and fine motor skills, being able to you know use our bodies and use our hands. Things like can we practice? wrapping ahead of time. Um, I did this with my kids. We just had papers and we had boxes and they just had a blast doing this, but I taught them Mm. how to wrap and then they went through, you know, five rolls of tape, which is kind of a bummer, (laughs) but you can buy them really cheap at the dollar store. I learned, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, kids, they go through tape like crazy when, (laughs) <laughs> my kids, they like to do art projects and yeah. So hit up well, the and not to store. mention, have you ever seen a kid pull off tape? Like uh-huh, it's yeah. like just everyone envision, they pulled it and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. like and Let's see. you're like, tear it, tear it. And then you end up with like this piece and that like, wraps all the way oh, around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So good yeah. one to practice. Yes. The less the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, working on motor skills. So Wrapping is a good one. Mm-hmm. Working on numbers is huge. There's so many opportunities um, during the holiday time. We do a lot of cooking, right? So for my kids, it's okay. Let's set the oven. Let's get that to 375, whatever it is. We're going to set a timer. Mm-hmm. We work on math skills. My kids are a little bit older, right? So they're working on measurement. It's also good for gross motor skills too, right? So we're, you know, we're cooking, we're stirring, we're pouring, we're making sure we're not spilling. My kids are pretty good at cracking eggs now, which I had to be just, I had to mm. step back and be okay with Ooh. that. But you know, you, they're never going to learn unless you let them do it. Right. It's true. So, that is true. Yeah. And social skills, taking oh, turns, yeah. opening presents. There's a lot of holidays in this time of year. And many of these holidays involve giving and, and so on. So maybe they're going to open up some gifts, um, working on your manners 
So Mm -hmm. that's a good thing to practice right now. Please, thank you. Greetings. So you can do role plays to kind of get in the mode. Um, Another thing too that we may not think of doing ahead of time is practicing sitting for longer durations. Maybe you have a family dinner that's going to be coming up and you want your kids to at least sit for a couple minutes and that's okay. Maybe that's a huge success for them is to sit for five minutes. So maybe you systematically kind of start practicing that now. Um, mm-hmm. but remembering to be realistic about what's possible too. We, um, I hosted a webinar a couple years on preparing for the holidays. And one of the things that I kind of cooked up is, well, if you have a child that's not able to sit, maybe you give them a job, you know? So think about yeah, that. Think about getting creative and instead of maybe getting embarrassed or worrying, gosh, everyone's, you know, going to think I'm a terrible parent because my kid's not sitting at this fancy table. Well, maybe they pass out the roles and you know, they're going to love that a lot more. And the family might think that's really cute and fun, right? So just kind of get creative and um, cut yourself some slack, mm-hmm. um, you know, on what they can and can't do. But start thinking about proactively teaching some skills now and how to weave in learning during the holiday time. Yeah. Oh, this is such a good one. And and you're right. I don't think we think about it that much, but if, if you sit and you think about your, at least in our house, cause my kids are still pretty young. I mean, they're, I'm still at the, the phase in life where I'm usually still making the kids dinner while I'm not even eating dinner yet. I'm usually mm-hmm. like doing the dishes or doing something else while my toddler's in his high chair and I'm feeding him. And so I'm still kind of in that phase. So my, my other yeah. two are a little bit better at sitting and eating, but it's just such a, it, it it's so important to think about that. If my kids are typically, you know, up and running around, oh, I got to get a water. Oh, I got to get this. I got to get that. And they can only sit mm-hmm. for a few minutes right now at dinner. Like what makes me think that we have this big family dinner that they're going to just sit there nicely when my in-laws are in town, Right. <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I love that, that it's like just thinking about those expectations and making sure that they align with what your kids are actually going to do. And then also an alternative to that is finding something else for them to do that helps mm-hmm. them continue to be a part of the family. So I love yep. that idea. And I'm, I'm probably going to have to steal that one for my <laughs> daughter <laughs> for to help her maybe pass out the rolls or pass out the yeah. napkins when because we're hosting yeah. Thanksgiving at our house this year. So mm-hmm. yes, so it's going to be a it's going to be different. We've never hosted it before. So it'll be fun. But <laughs> I'm like, it'll be fun. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mantra. Just, right? It's going to be fun. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually leads really nicely into the next one, which is having appropriate expectations for the day of the holiday. So again, I mean, that's basically what I just said in that thinking about these situations that you're your kids are going to come across and making sure that you're preparing for it. So mm-hmm. if you're going to you're going to someone else's house and you know your child gets overwhelmed, maybe when there's a lot of people around or there's a lot of expectations, maybe a lot of social expectations, maybe you find a place where you're proactively you ask where, hey, where could I take my child when he or she is feeling a little bit overwhelmed? Where can we go? I can let them calm down. Um, so thinking about doing that. Bringing, bringing your own toys, bringing your own snacks, bringing things along with you that you know will make a more successful event if you're at someone else's house. I actually mm-hmm. suggest this one a lot to families, even when it's not during the holidays, but a lot of kids might go over to another child's house for a play date or for example, or let's say you're going over to a friend's house and there's, there's, um, 
not any other kids there, but I always say just have like your on the go backpack that you just mm-hmm. keep somewhere and you leave everything in it. And for my daughter, it's, it's filled with coloring books and pencils and little Barbies and everything. And we keep it there. Those are her just on the go toys. So we know if I'm going somewhere like her brother's baseball game, then she just brings her bas- backpack and she automatically has stuff to do. Yep. So that might be really helpful during the holidays. A hundred percent. We, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. We've done, we've done that um, for years too. When my older daughter was playing basketball, my younger mm. daughter's <laughs> kind of sitting there on the ground, just kind of playing around. And <laughs> so I smartened up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pack a bag of art supplies. And so she would just yes. be on the ground, kind of underneath the folding chairs, just stretched <laughs> out, just coloring and everybody was happy. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yes. <laughs> yep. Exactly. A couple other things. Um, Eating ahead of time, this could be one. So if your child has, let's say, food allergies, right? We want to say, hey, don't worry about Johnny. I'm going to bring him some food. You just make dinner. Maybe your child has a gluten allergy, for example, right? You just make dinner the way you're going to make it. I'll make sure to bring food for my child. And then no one has to worry, right? We can say, Mm -hmm. I've got it covered. Your host doesn't feel like they have to stress out and prepare something different. So Mm -hmm. that might be a really just a nice thing that you can do to make everyone feel a little bit better. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then one more on this one. This one comes up a lot actually. So setting appropriate boundaries with family. And this is one that is, of course, every family is different. Everyone has different values and you just want to think about what's appropriate for your family. But a lot of, a lot of parents might say my, my grandparents or my child's grandparents, they really want to hug, like they're big Mm -hmm. huggers and they feel that hugs are respectful and, and shows just, you know, a just really respect. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, I want my child to make a choice whether they hug or not. And so those are things that you want to work out ahead of time before you get into those situations where you're, someone's asking your child for a hug, your child yells at them and runs off. And then, you know, we're kind of stuck in that, in that moment. So Mm -hmm. certainly things to think about. Yeah. That's gotten a lot of popularity, that just Mm -hmm. concept of, you know, consent and you don't have Mm -hmm. to hug someone if you don't want to. And things, the times have changed, you know, mm-hmm. back, I think when we were yeah. kids, it's like, oh, oh yeah. we have to hug the aunts and uncles and we just didn't really want to, we don't know them maybe that well. And mm-hmm. now, you know, things are kind of changing. So I, I like that kind of empowering your kid. Let's talk about, you know, what the boundaries are ahead of time. Yeah. And I think yeah. also though, I mean, keeping in mind that, t- that times have changed, but that hasn't changed for their grandparents, perhaps, right. or our grandparents, perhaps, if they're still still here. So I think yep. that's where the balance is. Well, we don't want to offend anybody, but I also want my child to make their own choice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, there is no right answer here, but I think that it's definitely something that you have to think about in your family and consider um, what's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it hard is that right. you've got you know different values going Mm -hmm. across different generations and stuff too. Right. right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So our next tip is involving your kids to make them feel included, included during the holiday time. So kind of drawing on some of the things we've, we've said before, could it be, you know, albeit maybe messy when you're, kids decide (laughs) they want (laughs) to, uh, decorate for holiday time. Um, can they get involved in decorating when, you know, the theme to, of today's podcast is really, you know, setting expectations that are realistic and making the most of your holiday, right? So mm-hmm. the kids are perhaps going to be happy when they're feeling like, oh, I can get involved in the decorating. I actually just let my kids decorate 
for the, I know it sounds crazy because I'm so type A, but yeah. I just let them do it. You oh, know, wow. they decorated for <laughs> Halloween. Oh, Aww. they get so into it. They said the other day, mom, you know, I just thought of something. As soon as we, we don't even have to take down all the holiday stuff and then it's blank for a while. We just take down all the fall stuff and then we put up all the Christmas stuff right away. We don't have to even have a gap. You know, they were just, oh, they're thinking about those things. And they're, yeah, they're so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so I just let them do it. Um, you know, and then well, baking too. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I told, <laughs> I told my daughter last night, actually, as we were going to bed and we were talking about pumpkins, we're going to go to a pumpkin patch this weekend. Yay. And I, she wants to, well, she, I don't know what she wants to do with it, but I told her just to to um, appease her, I told her mm-hmm. that we could glitter. We could do glitter. <laughs> we could do glitter pumpkins. And uh-huh. after I said it, I was like, "Outside, <laughs> we yeah. can do glitter pumpkins outside because glitter is the worst. It is. It's the everywhere. worst. Ah, mm-hmm. so now I'm committed to a glitter pumpkin <laughs> outside this weekend. So I'll have to let you know how that goes. Yeah, we did a glitter. We did glitter pumpkins one year. Just um. <laughs> set out a tarp or set out oh, something yes. widespread and then you can kind of shake it into the trash can and it's not so bad. Okay. So. Yeah. We're going to do it out outside in the grass. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's cool is if you paint a pumpkin with glow in the dark paint and then you put Ooh. glitter on it, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Ooh, good idea. We did it last year. It's, you gotta, okay. you know, with glow in the dark something, you gotta really hold the flashlights up next mm-hmm. to it for a while, but, um, it's kind of cool. You know, it was an Ooh. experiment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Parker would love that. He loves anything yeah. that glows in the dark. Yeah. So, so cool. Super fun. Yeah. So, and, you know, involving your kids in other ways to make them feel included, of course, baking, um, maybe even asking them, maybe you have a teenager, right? So it's a holiday time. Let's break out, you know, holiday treats and meals. And do you want to make something? Um, wrapping, of course, enlist their help. This is a good time to like mm-hmm. I said before, you know, practice some skills, also kind of give them some additional duties and maybe even um, giving them some autonomy to choose gifts for others, right? So maybe you're giving a gift to a grandparent or something and that makes f- kids feel very empowered when, you know, you can give them the opportunity to to choose out their own gifts mm-hmm. for loved yeah. ones. Yeah. I love that. And you had mentioned teenagers and I was just thinking that this, that's a really good tip for teenagers, having them be in like, what's their thing, right? So like, mm-hmm. what are they in charge of for the holidays? And maybe you might have a teenager that like, is like, okay, making cookies is my thing. I like to make the peanut butter ones with the Hershey kiss on top. Like that's my mm-hmm. thing. That's what I make every mm-hmm. year. But I think it's helpful, especially for our teenagers to, to really help them define what's their thing. And that helps keep them engaged year after year in the mm-hmm. holidays when typically our teenagers want to pull away year after year year. So start, start now, (laughs) maybe 11 or 12. And you're like, what's your thing? What's it going to be? You have to do it every year. Um, might be really helpful. That is one of those things too. I feel like even, I don't know, a lot of teenagers of parents that I've worked with, they, that is a time to kind of, they do come back in. They, they, Hmm. you know, regardless of being a teenager or not, sometimes rituals around holidays or around Mm -hmm. food can be a really good way to kind of suck them back in, you know, and Mm -hmm. if if it's through food, a lot of times that's a good way to, to hook them. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, you segued again into our next one unintentionally (laughs) because the next one is really important. Don't forget about your healthy habits. Mm -hmm. So this is a big one during any sort of 
if you're on vacation, obviously, or even just like winter break and your kids are home and we have time off and everybody's a little bit more relaxed when it comes to like bedtime and food and Um, Mm -hmm. It can be really, really tricky if you go too far the other way when you're on vacation or you you have family in town or you're just in the middle of the holidays if you, you, kids are staying up way too late or if they're eating too many sweets and then when you have to transition back to, let's say, normal life, right? It's it's really, mm-hmm. really difficult. So where you can try to find a balance. Of course, yes, we're, maybe we don't stick to the exact bedtime routine and the exact meal times. We're always going to change it up a little bit, but maybe within reason. So you're not just mm-hmm. having to pull back and go the other direction um, at the yeah. end of the holiday break. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard one, but yeah. important. It is. It is. Because it's like you want to enjoy the holidays. You want to stay up, watch the movies and Mm -hmm. things like that. But then, you know, you don't want to – what's going to happen on the back end. Like it's just – it's hard to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what you could do, similar to what we talk about all the time for summer, is – we always have to prepare for back to school. But if Mm -hmm. you're, let's say your kids are home for a couple of weeks or you have the first week is vacation and then the second week is not, at least those last like three or four days at the end of your winter break, you start to get back to a routine, start to get back to that bedtime, back to those better eating habits. At least if you, you know, you want to have that one week where you just don't really pay too much attention, at least try to get it back together before the night before school starts at Mm -hmm. least. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. All yeah. right. Well, we're coming up on our last tip here. It is don't forget to take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so take time for yourself. Uh, like we talked about, things can be crazy. Now, I know I've seen a lot of people that get time off during the holidays, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it's just chilling every day, right? We still have um, the kids and activities and you know, holiday get togethers and things like that. So take time for yourself. It's a good time to practice saying no. Um, mm-hmm. This is hard and it, t- it does take practice. And maybe you make a goal of saying no just one time, right? So maybe there's a lot of, um, you know, events and things like that. And you just say, you know what, this one, maybe it's with people you don't know as well, or it's not at a very convenient time. So permission yourself to skip that one. You know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, seeking counseling when you need it. There is something called seasonal affective disorder. And it's ironic the the acronym is SAD. <laughs> so it's, yeah. you know, it yeah. happens during, usually during fall and winter, kind of when the seasons change. And um, sometimes people are feeling a little bit more blue or, or mm-hmm. more depressed. Um, and so it does happen. And so being able to reach out and know that you have counseling, a lot of our listeners are, listening through their, you know, um, because they have access to our program through their employer. A lot of employers do offer counseling services through their Mm -hmm. employee assistance program. So reach out for help when you need it. Um, Seeking childcare or maybe camps. But I think we've talked about this quite a bit, Kristen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't wait until December. Right now. Yeah. (laughs) As you see that, because those camps fill up and then when, you know, school gets out for winter break, um, those spots won't be available anymore. So that's one thing to be proactive about. Make a note on your calendar um, mm-hmm. to, to kind of look and hunt for those camps now. So um, yeah. 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 I was going to say one thing on that. I don't think we mentioned it earlier, but it's it's really important. So 
you had mentioned, you know, sometimes people get off work when their kids are home from school, but other people don't, <laughs> you know, right. you don't get off of work. And maybe like Saturday is the only day that you have to shop, but you also have your kids home. And mm-hmm. so now we're, our stress levels elevated because I have to maybe prepare my house. I also have to go Christmas shopping or holiday shopping. And now I have my kids home. So don't be afraid to seek childcare during the time when you're not working. So mm-hmm. you might, like we said before, do like a child swap of some kind or make sure that you can um, have somebody maybe come over and babysit your kids or you know switch with your partner, something mm-hmm. like that. But making sure that you don't feel bad about seeking childcare when you, are, you could technically watch your kids, but you have other competing priorities. So yeah. just, you know, grant yourself that the ability to do that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Don't feel guilty about right. about that. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I just thought of too, that I'm trying to do more of is take pleasure in the little small things. So when I've got, you can relate to this, Kristen, when you've got back-to-back meetings mm-hmm. and you know, you've got kids, you finish work and you don't, you're not just done, right? You, then you've got to launch into the baseball practice and then the dinner right. and, you know, baths mm-hmm. and laundry. Um, I've, I've started just kind of taking pleasure in little things. Like I don't drink coffee because the caffeine just makes me too jittery, but I like the concept of it. So I have this mm. decaf coffee. And so I will just make myself a decaf coffee. I'll put it in my little cup that has, a, uh, you know, a special straw, reusable <laughs> straw and with ice and like milk and it's just no big deal, but it's something fun that I like to do. And Mm -hmm. it just makes a little treat for myself. So little, little tiny things like that, or maybe, um, I got these special holiday socks and I was thinking (laughs) the other day, I'm just going to put them on. I'm going to wear them. You know, it just made me feel, it perked me up. It made me feel good. Little things like that, that don't take a lot of effort. Don't cost much money. You know, it kind of goes into this concept of, take care of yourself, do little things Mm -hmm. for yourself. Even if you can't do the big things and do a full on spa day, you know, a lot of us can't do that. It's just, Hey, little, little tiny things, little pleasures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think something that's related to this that I do a lot is even if I do one small task throughout the house, so maybe that day I did one Mm -hmm. load of laundry. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am so happy that load of laundry, I did it and I put it away. Now that is like a milestone for me. If I actually put it away in the same day (laughs) that it's in the dryer, that is amazing. I've got like various laundry baskets around the house that like the clothes just don't get put away. And I, Okay, my reason for this is because I have a toddler who climbs mm-hmm. the stairs and he's figured out the baby gate. So I cannot go upstairs and put clothes away when he's awake because yeah. he will follow me and then he'll fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I also can't put his clothes away when he's asleep because he's in his room. So that's yeah. that's my defense there. Um, <laughs> but back to back to whenever I do something, even if it's super small for the house or for one of my kids, oh, I signed him up for camp, bam, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I, I try to take pleasure in those tiny little yeah. things and feel like, okay, I've been, ac- I've, I've accomplished something today and yep. tomorrow I'll do something else. And I always remind myself of that because there are so many things to do all the time. Mm-hmm. But if I just get one thing done, then I feel one important thing done. I feel really good about it. Yeah. That's, I think that's a really important kind of global holistic takeaway for parents mm-hmm. is, um, you know, 
don't forget that all the things you're doing, cut yourself some slack, um, praise yourself for the things. <laughs> Last night I, I bought the kids school pictures. They've been sitting mm. on my desk for two weeks. And I, I just said to <laughs> myself, I'm doing this tonight. I'm yes. like taking hold of this project. And it didn't, it took me like 10 minutes. It wasn't that long, right. but I felt so good afterwards mm-hmm. because I got that off my plate. And yeah, then it was like this mental load was kind of lifted mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's a big one. People don't think about it. And if you just kind of make that effort to to pay attention to it, then mm-hmm. it, it can really go a long way. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So should we do a little oh, recap? Good. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Right. So going back to our first tip, um, think about ways to proactively address those stress levels. So think about your expectations. Do we need to divide and conquer? Maybe we can come up with a couple priorities. Like these are if these things happen... I know that I had a successful holiday season. And of course, think about what you can control versus what you cannot control. All right. And the next tip we went over, capitalizing on skill building. So utilize this time proactively to teach some skills that your kids might need for the holiday time, those holiday adventures, family get-togethers, and then you know, see how you can integrate learning into all of those holiday activities. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, once we get to those holiday activities, have appropriate expectations. So work with your family and your kids to really set appropriate expectations for the day of the holiday so that it will be successful. And then the next tip, involving your kids to make them feel included in this time of year. So decorating, baking, wrapping gifts for others, and so on. Mm Mm-hmm. And very important, don't forget about your healthy habits. <laughs> so even though it's the holiday season, try to you to pay attention to your sleep and your eating for you and for your kids to make sure that you can transition back into your regular routine after the winter break. Yep. And rounding off the last tip here, kind of similar to the your tip, Kristen, is don't forget to take care of yourself. Take time for yourself. Practice saying no. Seek counseling if you need it. Seek childcare and do it early. And mm-hmm. try to remember, take pleasure in the little things and, and you know, cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a break and, and praise yourself for um, all the, the many things that you do. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Have a wonderful holiday season, everyone. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on our 29th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. Our next episode, we will talk with a guest about helping our kids make friends. Until then, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You've been listening to Behaviorally Speaking with Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi, brought to you by Rethink Care. Find out more at RethinkCare.com. You can find past podcast episodes under the resources tab. We also invite you to subscribe, follow, like, and leave us feedback wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback helps us prepare topics and content for future episodes. Until next time, have a great day.